Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 38. I wonder if there's a more robotic way I could have introduced the show just now. Let me try again. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Andy List. Welcome to the show. The show is Beyond Synth, episode 08. Wait. <laughs> I literally forgot what, what episode number was in between saying that sentence and then saying it the robot way. Not only did I forget, but I also decided that after like all these years, I've only done eight episodes of Beyond Synth. <laughs> okay, guys, listen. Beyond Synth is on Power85, power85.com. Okay, so that's the new home of Beyond Synth, all right, on Power 85, and my name is Andy Last, and the show is Beyond Synth. We play cool music, I chat with cool people, and we're going to be alternating because we really want this to be a weekly show. And as you know, uh, the original Beyond Synth program was a lot of work for me to produce. So not every episode is going to be um, a focused interview show now, but I am going to play lots of music. And if you have music that you want me to play on the show, send me links, man, and I'll uh, play it. Uh, you can send links to the SoundCloud page. You can send links to the Facebook page. And it's important to me that you also specify in the... If you send me stuff, say that you're giving me permission to play. It's important to me that I get uh, the artist's permission uh, before I play tracks on the show. Because if there's anything that people know about me, it is that I am a big fan of due diligence. Alright? I'm a huge fan of due diligence. In fact, okay, I got nothing. Alright, listen guys. Let's listen to a song. And uh, and then we'll uh, we'll chat again. So here's a little track from a little group called Arcade High, and this is a track called "Outrun This" off the Pixel Passion album.
And that was Outrun This by Arcade High. That's a fun track. Arcade High is uh, two people now, right? Used to be just one guy. And uh, and then uh, Ryan got himself a partner for doing live performance, and I'm probably going to have the both of them on the show at some point in the future to talk about how that's changed the dynamic of things, but I'm not going to talk to him about it today. I can pretend to. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what the show is going to come to, or I'm just going to do impressions of all the people I'm supposed to be talking with. So, check this. Check this. What... <laughs> Don't worry, guys. If I do this for a few weeks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get used to this, okay? I'm not used to it now. I've been transferring old VHS tapes. All right? Now, I know a lot of you people are very nostalgic and you love VHS and all this stuff. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've said this on the show before. I don't miss VHS tapes at all. Um, I hated the way they broke. I hated that every time I put the movie back in the VCR, it wouldn't be rewound. They got all wobbly if you watch them too many times. I hated when they got eaten by the machine, and then that was a whole ordeal. You could drop them on the floor, though. That was okay. Anyways, I got an adapter, and I've been digitizing all these old VHS tapes so I can toss them in the garbage, or at least disassemble them. Apparently, uh, there are programs in different places that recycle VHS tapes because some of the parts can be recycled. So that's just something you should know. Because <laughs> if you do crack them open, because I'll like, I'll open them up, and you know, there's little bits of metal in there and plastic and stuff, and um, I think some of it can be recycled. But I'm not 100% sure what, and I reached out to those people. There's, I think, a group in Toronto who are recycling VHS tapes. And um, I said, hey, man, uh, give me some info. You know, I, w- I want some info on uh, recycling tapes. And they... Um, they didn't get back to me. So I cannot pass along any information to you about it. Alright? Just just know that it's possible. Listen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play another track. This is uh, Fast Times by the Astral Stereo Project from I Dream in Technicolor. Alright? This is a cool song. We're going to listen to this and then we're going to come back with some more stuff. Nothing is you deserve 
lost times. All right, anyway, that's it. <laughs> That's a catchy song, man. That was the Astral Stereo Project with Fast Times. That's a good one. Um, what was I talking about before? Oh, yeah. So I've been digitizing these old VHS tapes, all right? And I've been coming across this bizarre shit because some of the stuff was taped off TV in the 80s. So don't worry. I'm saving everything. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll have some time in the future to upload uh, some of this nonsense to YouTube. And... Um, I found these old episodes of Elvira, I guess was on one tape, and so I watched this terrible fucking horror film called Bloodbath, and it's like about all these people sitting around a table telling stories of the occult, and it's garbage, um, but I watched it, um, and there's some fun commercials in there, uh, remember I'm in Canada, so they were Canadian commercials, but there's still some, some good ones and some weird weird ones that I, I don't even really understand. There's like these Labatt beer commercials that were like uh, showing like, a, I guess, a, a generation of people or something. They were calling them zoners. And the commercials never mentioned beer, and it would just show these weird snippets. And uh, I, I can't even explain them. I'll, I'll try and put them up to YouTube if they're not there already. It, they're just really confusing commercials. I don't know what their purpose is. Um, but they do end with a, a, a nice shot of a, a frosty-looking bottle of beer. So I guess if that was their purpose, they succeeded. And I also found these weird things they used to play on Canadian television late at night called Night Moves, which was just they would play some song, 80s-type... Uh, what do you call those songs, you know, where it's like a lady singing with, like, saxophone in the background, like, sounds like elevator music, but then there's also, like, love ballads and stuff, kind of like what you'd hear if you were actually walking around a mall. And they would play a, just a song just showing footage of the city. Like, some guy would just... One of them was called Night Moves, and then the other one was called Night Drive, I think, or Night Ride or something. And it would just be a handheld camera shot of a person walking down the street of the city while it plays this music. And I think one of them, they're actually walking around the Eaton Center. It was hard for me to recognize it. For you who don't know, the Eaton Center is a big mall in Toronto. Um, but I never really went to the mall when I was young because I didn't live in the city. So I'm watching this footage going like, is that the Eaton Center from the 80s? Because I never really knew the Eaton Center until the 90s. Anyway, this story sucks. So let's... let's <laughs> You know I'm a big fan of Betamax, so let's listen to a uh, Betamax track off the album, Sophistic Tech... Sophi- fuck me. <laughs> let's listen to a Betamax track from Sophisticated Technology called Redlining Sixth.
And that was Betamax. Betamax is pretty cool. He retired, but I think he's back. I'll get the scoop. We'll have him on the show again sometime, and he can talk all about it. Um, hey, guys. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Andy Last on Twitter. That's also another place to get a hold of me if you want uh, your tracks played on the show. And uh, that's the official Beyond Synth page. But also, since we're now uh, being played on Power 85, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and Saturday replay at 1 p.m. Um, and then the show goes to SoundCloud afterwards. Uh, so also follow Power 85 Radio on Twitter. That's at Power 85 Radio. So the word power, the number 85, and the word radio. But if you typed all those things in, you will find the Twitter account. All right. So, and then uh, on Beyond Synth Business stuff, don't forget to uh, like the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. And uh, the SoundCloud page. Uh, follow the SoundCloud. Um, you know, we broadcast 8 p.m. Eastern, Thursday nights. Uh, there's a replay Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And then the show will be posted to SoundCloud a few days later. So if you. You know, if it's inconvenient for you ever to tune into the live broadcast, don't worry because the show will also still be on the SoundCloud. The only fun part is if you join the live broadcast, we will we have a chat going, uh, and that's on the Mixler page, so you can uh, join and uh, and join in the chat while the uh, show is playing. Although I do find that during an interview show, it makes the chat a little weird because you're trying to listen to the interview so then the chat kind of goes quiet until like a song plays but that's uh that's that's that dude listen let's get some energy going up in here it's time for some carpenter brute all right it's carpenter brute kicks ass and uh, this is a little track off ep3 and also off the trilogy because the trilogy has it all this is a little track called turbo killer
was Turbo Killer by Carpenter Brute. Uh, Carpenter Brute is awesome. I would love to have him on the show, but as I've said before, I've tried. He's not super comfortable with his English. Maybe I can work something out. What if I get Dan Terminus to, like, act as a buffer and he can he can help him translate? If I get them both on the phone at the same time. That would be a fun idea. I'll run that by him. Don't hold your breath, because he'll say no. But I'll still run it by him anyways. Seems like a fun idea. Hi. Alright, here's a fun surprise. Uh, Sunglasses Kid is here all of a sudden. Surprise. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, um, I'm good. I'm also surprised. So you're coming, you're joining me here for the... Uh, the latter half of this episode, episode 38 of Beyond Synth on Power 85. Power 85. 8 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. Saturdays. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've just been playing some music. I was telling some stories about uh, digitizing old VHS tapes. Wow, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> What have you been doing, man? Oh, I fucking asked you. I said, will you ask me what have I been doing? And you said, <laughs> no. I said, just because I might just because I might need to prep a little bit for that, because I'll, otherwise I'll be going, uh, 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 and, and you go, and then you go, no, 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 it's not that kind of show, man. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll just shoot from the hip. Okay, great, right, here we are. So what have you been doing? <laughs> Fuck you is what I've been doing, because I don't know, because I didn't fucking make a note. Well, I thought what you meant was, was if I was going to ask you what you have been doing as Sunglasses Kid, but I'm asking you as Edward. What did you have for lunch? Well, who wants to know that? Me! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. The most boring show ever. What, what have you been doing as Edward the Civilian? Yes. Well, I ate a, sa- I ate a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Did you? I had a sandwich. I had a late lunch. Four o'clock. Ooh. Because I, I, was, I was doing some music-related stuff today. 11 a.m. Eastern. I've got myself a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Which I will carve, but I haven't I haven't um, got like a carving kit, right? And I uh, I keep thinking, how am I going to do it? I'll probably just do it with a knife. Because as we all know, Halloween was last week. What? No, it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm trying to maintain the illusion. Oh, for the oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just fucked up. I was like, no, what the fuck? How did I miss it? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Shit! Yeah, no, sorry. Cause it was yeah. Let's start again. Cause Halloween was fun last week, wasn't it? <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey man! Now, now I need to know stuff that has happened. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we can we can try and predict the future. How about let's uh, listen to a quick song. This is uh, this is a song called Neon Sunset by CM88. Off the Neon Sunset EP, so we're gonna listen to that, and uh, and then I'll be back and chatting with the Sunglasses Kid about uh, everything that happened last week.
And that was uh, that was CM88 with the track Neon Sunset. And unrelated, I'm here with the Sunglasses Kid. Nice. I, I needed my sunglasses for that sunset. And yeah, man, it was a good time. We were just talking about uh, Canadian accents. Yes, we were. in the during, during the break, but no one heard us. Well, I've said this before on the show because now Canada is a big country. And just like when people like make fun of like American accents, like there's so many different regions. The same how like England has like 50 accents and like, yes. like one kilometer away from each other. They speak completely different. Um, for the Canadian one, there is like there are the people who say a boot like full on like uh, they're more like the eastern canadians so like um on the coast of newfoundland and labrador and stuff like they've got some pretty intense accents i find like central canada wait wait, there's a place called labrador yeah newfoundland and labrador like the dog um is it like the dog no i think the spelling's slightly different hold on let me check labrador yeah yeah labrador it's spelled the same way fyi oh okay cool I've been I've I've had had some um, my my girlfriend's got had had some friends over the last week from Seattle, and I did my uh, American accent for them, and apparently it's shit, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, I just never wanted to tell you. Hold on, yeah, Labrador. Let's see here, Labrador. What the fuck, man, my American accent's amazing, man. Come on. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever apparently watched? It's terrible. <laughs> have you ever watched um, the animations of David Firth? No. Like salad fingers, and uh, they're very what? disturbed. What's wrong with this American accent? It sounds real to me. Well, that, that's the thing. So he does that <laughs> when, he, when he does his American okay. voice. And there is, there's certain there's certain things I've noticed. Like when when I was young and I played N64, there's a game called Conquer, which is one of my favorite games, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Mm-hmm. And clearly all the voice actors were British doing uh, like doing their best like American but you know always there's words that slip through like if I did my British accent now like some words would be right some words would be wrong and when they when they did theirs they would say squirrel like instead of squirrel for, squirrel yeah like squirrel. the animal squirrel my favorite my favorite accent is English American accent is, is Liam Neeson's accent in Taken it's meant to be American isn't it so there's a bit in um, Taken where Liam Neeson uh, one of my favorite lines in it he goes um he goes, uh, the, the, he's talking to the French guy, the, like, the French chief of police, and he goes, he goes, you can't just go around tearing up Paris. And he goes, I'll tear down the Eiffel Tower if I have to, John Clark. <laughs> this is the best line ever. <laughs> no, his, no, his accent's pretty awesome. I just watched <laughs> the fucking third one. That movie was terrible. Oh, uh, I tried to watch two, and I couldn't get through it. It really frustrates me, because the first Taken movie is actually a really fun action movie. I'll tell you what it is, is Taken Taken didn't understand why people liked it, is what it was its problem was. People loved the first Taken, is my this is my thinking, right? Mm. That it was like a sort of terrible B movie that was actually quite entertaining and ridiculous and like it sort of felt like you're watching a Seagal movie or something. Mm. And it's like so kind of shit and cheesy, but it's also quite brilliant. And then like it became a bit of a cult hit. And then Taken believed that it was actually like a good serious film and then it tried to make sequels and capitalize on it it didn't it wasn't like in on the on the joke well the i think the problem too is it's just the directing because part one has a lot of really fun well-directed action scenes i mean that's why it was fun to watch because they were good part two it does the fucking shaky cam like to the point where 
it frustrated me in how the camera wasn't filming the action how it's like shaking around and every time he would punch like part one had so many awesome like fun well that's because like, they tw- that's because they 12'd it up as well didn't they they made it like a 12 rating or 15 rating whereas the first one was an 18 in the UK I don't know what you say in Canada is as an 18 do you even have 18 uh, we just have uh, our so there's restricted oh, yeah. PG-13, uh, PG-G. But so, the, yeah, part two and then part three is even crazier. It's the same director as part two, I think. Some dude called, like, something Megaton. He's like got Oliver a name, name, name like Megaton. Yeah. And he sucks. <laughs> like, I was watching with my buddy and we were laughing because there, there came a point where I'm like, dude, they're literally editing every second. Like, and I started <laughs> counting the edits and editing to the point where it was actually completely distracting to what was going on. Like, yeah. he would just be running down a hallway, and they would show it from, like, 50 different angles, and it's cutting back and forth every second, just cut, 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 cut. I, I think that, like, in the, in the like, kind of aftermath of Bourne, that's, that's, Bourne was what did it for everyone. Mm-hmm. In the... Like I was talking to someone about um, the Bond franchise, and I don't know whether you've whether the, the, I think the new Bond's out, isn't it? But I looked at the trailer for Spectre, and I was like, eh, it just looks shit. Uh, and like the last three, all all the Daniel Craig Bonds were shit, to be honest. Hmm. But that like Bond doesn't didn't know what to do with itself after after Bourne came out because Bourne came out and ripped up the rule book with spy films, and it was like, this is Jason Bourne. He's the total antidote to James Bond. He's the guy who's like the thinking. He's like a thinking guy. He doesn't like wear fancy clothes. He'll like deck you with a pen. Um, it's just really cool. And they completely like redefined how action was like filmed. Like it, it totally changed the, the whole ball game for action films and like the way fight sequences are shot. And then Bo- and Bond tried to copy it in Casino Royale. And then um, like Skyfall's trying to do it as well. And it's like they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to deal with it. Well, I think, though, it's just that there's certain directors who don't understand. And we've talked about this before, but it's just, you know, to, to really be engaged in an action scene, you have to understand the geography of the action scene. Yeah. Because so, you, you, you can't have any emotional stakes if you don't understand what's happening. Mm. And so with the problem I had with, like, Taken 2 and stuff like that and other movies that try and do the Bourne thing is it's not just that Bourne has a shaky camera. So other people would just do that and say, oh, if we just shake the camera around... That's uh, that's all we need to do, and it's like no, like if I don't understand that the guy's fist made contact with the punch, then yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. It's weird. Like there was kills in Taken Two that I actually didn't understand what the kill was. <laughs> like at the end when he kills the final dude, he sort of pushed him against a wall, and then the dude was dead. And I'm like, did, did he did he <laughs> impale him on something? Like did no, because it's Liam Neeson. If Liam Neeson pushes you, you will die. No, it seriously looked like that. Like I'm, I, 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 but I, I think the like the most ahead of its time um, guys mentioning Seagal earlier was was is Seagal. Like if you look back at a Seagal movie from like the eighties, like Nico, the, the the action in Nico is like really contemporary. The way he like dispatches people and uses like Aikido and stuff was so different from every other kind of style of action fighting in in eighties movies. And you watch a Seagal film and you watch a, watch Born, they're quite similar like style of. Um, fight choreography just a sort of simple I'd loved that about Seagal the way he'd just simply dispatch with someone in like one punch it wasn't a ridiculous like ten punches in the face he'd just literally just push someone and smack them in the throat and they'd go down and not get up exactly what would happen in real life yeah but Seagal he- I Seagal's amazing. No, I can't, I can't Seagal. stand Seagal. That's oh, my thing. Dude. I, he's one of the oh, few people on. he sucks now. No, but he's but- one of the few people who 
I think his real personality, and again, I, I this is just my personal thing, because some people, they can be assholes in real life, but it doesn't affect my enjoyment of their films. You know what I mean? Like, I love Mel Gibson. Yeah. There's all these people. Steven Seagal, for some reason, his, like, he gives off this presence to me that I just, he frustrates me. He's a slightly... I, I watched a really weird interview with him. No, the dude's weird, intense, not fun, like... He's- he was sort of, like, implying that he carried weapons on him and stuff. He was quite, like... And he's quite, um... He's quite, uh, like, leery about, um... He, he's got nothing nice to say about Jean-Claude Van Damme. He, like, when people are like, what do you think about Jean-Claude Van Damme? He's like, well, I'll say about Jean-Claude Van Damme is... He doesn't really know how to fight, you know? He's not, like... Dude, but you should see... He doesn't respect him at all. I, uh... <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I, listen, speaking of Halloween last week, because it was, yeah. um, I'm going to play uh, yeah, one of my... Last week. A track from, uh, from Dad, or D-A-D, uh, and this was a... Oh, what one? It was a cool track he did for the Miami Cannibal Massacre soundtrack a few years yeah. ago, and it was called uh, Bloody Beauty, and I really like this track. It had like this kind of Scarface vibe to it, and yeah. so uh, let's listen to that, man. was bloody beauty by dad and that's a that's a cool track you've worked with dad before right i'm i'm still here with sunglasses kid uh, i have yeah we've we've done a f- done a few things um 
and and I'm I'm getting him to hopefully do something on on an, on an album I'm working on, and 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 Dad or Zach as his name always has a house related problem when he can't deliver guitars. Last time he was moving house, this time his house has got termites in it. <laughs> I just I just think he he's just like lazy with his excuses. I'll have to bring that up to him. He's like I don't know what shit. What can I say? Uh, house the house theme. So like some people use their mum, don't they? My mum's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can only use a dead. Oh, you yeah. can only use the dead mum once. <laughs> you know, you break that out. You'll know the time when you need to break that one open. I think usually it's a grandma, right? I don't. I don't know that often. People. Uh... Yeah, but you get to a certain age where it starts not becoming feasible. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, really, grandma's still alive? Only just died. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that'd be true, eh? You're like in your 50s, like, yeah, man, I can't, my grandma just passed I'm not in my 50s. Well, I'm just saying if you were in your 50s. (laughs) Yes. No, Zach isn't even in his 50s. He's he's offensively young, isn't he? He's a kid. Offensively young. (laughs) (laughs) Annoyingly young, because he's like a really, he's like a really, like, high-achieving bastard, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great way to put it. Because he's he's great, isn't he? Zach Zach does, um... Oh no! I shouldn't tell you. I shouldn't. I know you can edit this out. No, I will he not. Said, he said the fucking best thing. What did he say to me? I got to look it up. He, he, t- he messaged me two amazing messages in in back to back. Here we are. All right, dude. Sorry, I forgot to tell you this. Sorry, sorry, I can't read. Dude, sorry, I forgot to tell you this. My house got tented earlier this week for termites. I'll be back in on Thursday evening. That's why I haven't got your shit. Got you this shit yet. Also, <laughs> this is the best bit. I'm working on Kindergarten Cop 2 right now. <laughs> Unrelated. It's got Dolph in it, man. It's got... Who's, who's in it? Dolph Lundgren. I sort of hallucinated that it might be Vin Diesel, but then I've just realised Vin Diesel's in a film called The Pacifier that mm-hmm. looks like a rip-off of, of um, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, man. Not that, I, not that I've seen either Kindergarten Cop or The Pacifier. Kindergarten Cop's actually okay. That's a, that's an entertaining one of those lighter Arnold movies. Hey, man. But yeah. Y- you know what I was thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna play a track from Dallas Campbell right now. Hey, Dallas Campbell! It's a little trippy uh, '70s uh, synth spacey vibe. This is a track called "Stardust" off the Origin Seeds album by Dallas Campbell. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Dallas Campbell. And that was Dallas Campbell with the track uh, Stardust off Origin Seeds. I'm still here with Sunglasses Kid. We're just uh, having a party. Still here. Still still got time to uh, something. I want to learn how to do your accents, I think. At the BBC. Well, how do you... Uh, do you... Uh, how do you do like harsh K's? Uh, well, like I was saying, I had these these friends over from Seattle, and the, the one they friends they, uh, are from Seattle. The, <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was an echo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had like I was like shit. I got really bad latency. <laughs> I was like, my voice, your voice really does sound different on recording, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Andy Lars doing Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that the the, the um, the, what the woman she did she kept doing like like taking the piss out of me mm. was if I said what what uh, but I don't I don't say what I say you say what, what? which is what a lot of English people do is you'll drop yeah. the you you cut the t off the end of the word and she goes what what like that. <laughs> yeah that's like yeah but, um, I know that one like you what when people but are like stuff. like uh like say like water that's water. the other one I, I remember asking some Americans I said oh, could I have a glass of water please and they went what and i went what water wait what a, a gl- glass of water and and they went oh 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 water again i that's one thing i don't get with people like uh, even unless someone's the, accent, they were te- they were teenagers yeah but even if someone's accent has to it, it has to be completely insane for me to ask to repeat you know what I mean? Like when I hear, I, I guess it's it's different. It's different for us as well as Brits because we're exposed to the American accent through through popular culture a lot. So we hear it right in, on on all kinds of talk, you know, talk shows and movies and and TV shows and everything. And, and so we're and we're very like we often we obviously we like massively um, consume American consult- culture, whereas the Americans are not consuming British culture on the same level we are. So we we know all the American accents, and they don't they may be not so familiar with us. And I guess c- Canada's slightly different too because we had a lot of. I mean, we we do absorb all the the American stuff as well, but then there was this British aspect too. Like I know, like some of the. Mm. Uh, well, mind you, though, that maybe that was just me because I watched a lot of public TV when I was a kid, uh, and they played. Wait, a lot I'm just of checking BBC. how long it's been before you you haven't you haven't mentioned Doctor Who yet. I was just checking how long we've been going. Uh, how long have we been going? <laughs> Twenty minutes. Yeah, because there was lots Doctor of Who. Yeah, we lots we watched uh, lots of uh, British TV and British shows. Uh, uh, like I watched lots of kids kids shows and stuff like that. Yep. So that's where what, I British sort of, kids shows. Yeah. Naughty was a big one I liked a lot, and um, yeah, and uh, what else? Fucking, uh, this, there's a show called Flower Stories I used to watch. It was like this weird trippy thing about James the Cat, and it all looked like kind of watercolors. It had a nice song. It was a, it was Did a nice you ever th- see there was a, there was an amazing cartoon called King Arthur? It was it was something like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table or the Legends of the Knights of the Round Table it was a cartoon wait was it like but they're in the but future but it was like they're, they're like yeah but it was like their shields had guns and shit on it yeah you're thinking of um it was called like Arthur and the Legends of the, the Round Table or something yeah I think oh fuck me it was like super awesome it was like set in like ye old medieval times slash the future It's it's Andy from the future. The show you're thinking of is called King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. All right. Thanks, Andy from the future. And then, from the field of the future, a new king will come to save the world of the past. 
So what else should we talk about? Uh, let's talk about uh, what's the weather like over there? Is it cold? Is it hot? How you doing? It is. It is reasonably mild for England. It's not freezing at all. It's it's quite mild. I uh, say for England, we don't even get that cold anymore. What sort of shoes do you wear? Do you like sneakers or do you like uh, dress shoes? I I don't dress like I'm in the eighties actually. Funny mm. enough, I don't, I don't, I don't commit to the aesthetic. Although I do have a couple of, I have a couple of legitimate jackets from the eighties, which I'm, I'm gutted. I bought them in a, in a secondhand shop for like twelve quid each, back in the early mid noughties and they're like, let, they're like not quite a Letterman jackets, but they're Letterman style. There's one that's like an ice hockey jacket, and one's a, um, like an industrial kind of ice trucker's jacket. But they're that Letterman style with the leather arms and the and the fabric body to them and it was in a retro shop that had shitloads of them and they were going they were selling them like i said for like 12 pounds which is like 15 dollars or something and i i should have bought the whole the whole rack because you couldn't buy a jacket like that now for less than 100 100 quid in in the in london yeah i i don't do the 80s style really like it's but i have those but I, I wear i wear a boot i wear a leather boot I wear jeans and I wear... I have literally... I've got... I'm just looking at my clothes that are hanging up right now to dry. I, I wear almost entirely black and grey. That's that's my, like, colour palette. So I'm the, it's the total opposite of my uh, online persona. I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a monochromatic person. Yeah, I am too. I, I find... I'm not really big into shirts with uh, logos and things like that. So I wear a lot of, like, plain oh, dress shirts. And, and uh, you know, I recently got into jeans that have... Uh, uh, like there's like these elasticy jeans you can buy, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think we sound like old people now. I just got into these jeans with no, elastic on them. Listen, man, I swear by these fucking things <laughs> now. So much better when I'm gardening. Stretch, stretch fit jeans, <laughs> and so I will never fucking go back. I bought these jeans. Okay, they're slim leg. Like I don't really, I'm not really like a tight jeans guy because I'm skinny, so I've got skinny no. legs. But I bought some the other day. And when I say I bought some, my mother bought them for me. And when, well, she came up to visit and she wanted to like do something nice. And then we're sitting there shopping. And I'm just like, Jesus, I feel like a college kid. Like my mom's taking me to go. But it made her happy. You're like, like a college kid, but also middle-aged old man. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, <laughs> elasticated jeans. Listen, man. I I and I made fun of these things. I'm just like I'm not going to wear fucking tight, stupid elect- like elastic electric jeans, elastic jeans. Like that's not my style. The second I wore these things, the elastic fit jeans, dude, the most comfortable pants I've ever worn in my life. I can actually fucking move about. Like they they look fine. They actually look pretty good because uh, my whole life I've always worn kind of baggy, baggier jeans. I used to wear like Hawaiian shirts. Mm hmm. And I used to wear, like, I used to have my hair used to be slightly bleached. Like, I looked more like Sunglasses Kid in in the early noughties when I was at uh, university. I wore, like, Hawaiian shirts, crazy tinted glasses. I had bleached hair. I had, like, crazy shoes. And I remember this girl in the first year of, of film school saying to me, Who do you think you are, Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like fun. Yeah, and I was like... Well, I'm not going to admit that's who I'm styling myself on, but yes. Um, <laughs> but then there's somewhere along the line, I don't know whether it was like I got more like, I, I don't know, disenfranchised or something, but I, I just, I started to find that people like decided who I was based on what I was wearing. Mm. And I, did, I didn't like that. I, I, I got annoyed by it because I felt like people had already sort of decided who I was. And, and it just led to me kind of getting more and more like 
muted and toned down with what I was wearing to the point that I just wear now almost exclusively blue jeans, b- brown leather boots, and a black T-shirt, and that's that's like my outfit. And I like it because I like to not project anything about me. I don't want anyone thinking they know anything about me. But I understand that is in it in of itself a kind of you know fashion statement, I suppose, like a non-statement or something. But apparently they now call it normcore. Have you heard that? No. So, <laughs> the hipsters who are fucking just <laughs> ruin everything, they fucking ruin everything. Now they're going to ruin my fucking outfit. Because they're all like, yeah, being a hipster is dead. Now it's all about normcore, as in like normal and hardcore put together. Mm. And I and what I'm doing or have been doing for the last ten years of my life is apparently called normcore, which now the only fashion they can think of is to not be in fashion. Why does everything got to be categorized, man? It's fucking bullshit. I don't. I don't mind that. I just mind that they're going to come and encroach on my fucking my fucking aesthetic, which is like, I don't want everyone suddenly just wearing. Like I didn't. I have noticed it as well. Like in London, particularly, men have started. Like men all embraced in London this this, this stupid hipster look, which seems to be easier to spot on men than on women. Mm-hmm. But like they were all wearing. They all had the beard and the stupid glasses and the fucking lumberjack shirts and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then they've obviously, they've started getting the memo that it's a little bit embarrassing to be looking like that. And they've just started trying to dress a little bit more down. And um, it's resulted in, like, people looking a little bit more like me in my kind of normal outfit. But <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, like, lay claim to, like, I own blue jeans and T-shirts. Yeah, I invented that look. It's, like, it's been going since the 50s, hasn't it? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it looks great, doesn't it? How, how have jeans lasted this fucking long? Jeans. They've been going like what, sixty years? Yes. And they still they still look great. Yeah, jeans are alright, man. And you know what's great? Elastic fit jeans. Fuck that. Hey man. That's mental. How is that good? I'm gonna listen. We're gonna listen to a track from a dude called Dr. Perceptron. Alright? And Dr. Perceptron has a track that I'm gonna play right now called Purification Theory. And uh, we're gonna listen to that and then we'll be back in a sec. Or actually in about 6 minutes and 26 seconds.
right, and that was Dr. Perceptron with Purification Theory. And uh, I'm still here with Sunglasses Kid. Hello. Are you having a lovely day? I am. Well, it's it's not well. It's five thirty here, but we have we've we've just put the clocks back. Oh, you like did that today? A few, a few, no, no, no. Like a few. I say just. I mean, like a few days ago, we put the clocks back. So now it's it goes dark at like four. Yeah, we don't do our um, we don't do ours till the weekend. Yeah. Again, well, actually, I, what you haven't done it yet. Oh uh, no, because uh, you know, sorry, we have done it, and we did it last week. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it we did it last a, week. Yeah, it was about a day after Halloween last week. <laughs> oh yeah, last week. Yeah, um, it's bollocks, though, isn't it? Because the, I don't know what the the excuse in the US is for it, but apparently it's something to do with with agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, like it's one of those like, things that it doesn't mean anything. Why now? did the farm farmers just get up earlier? Why have we? Why is the whole bloody country had to change? the time so just for some farmers it's like you can get up at a different time it would make so much more sense to put the clocks forward like by two hours so we're we're all getting up at like like 6 a.m or 5 a.m and 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 the end of a working day if you work a nine to five five o'clock is actually yeah i'm not doing any math i'm not doing any math but like the uh the i think when it comes to the farming thing, what what I'd have really understood was that farmers wake up at like four in the morning, anyways. Yeah, they're in the dark. Like they're like hardcore farmers, so they're always working. Like they're always up early. So I, I don't know what the. I mean, you get the most daylight. You're trying to adjust the day so the day is the brightest. But I don't. know. But it's just bollocks. It's like why do the farmers get to dictate to, to dictate to everyone else? It's like nurses and work like weird night shifts. Everyone was really like, let's change the time so that my night my shift is all yeah. Doesn't make any sense. You can cut all that. That's mental. <laughs> <laughs> I don't edit on this show. That's the beauty about the new Beyond Synth. Oh, fuck off you don't edit. you got to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> and that you don't edit. Mm. It'll just be a big compilation of me laughing like hysterically for like three minutes. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> we'll see if people can tell who's who. The difference between... Me and you. Yeah, between okay, I'll try you, and do a laugh like you. Yeah, do an impression of my laugh. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound anything like you. <laughs> Alright, it's not bad. It's not bad. You made me laugh there. This is a stupid show I'm doing. This is weird. Oh, have you seen... Okay. Have you seen the clip online of drunk Orson Welles doing the outtakes for the wine commercial <laughs> have you seen no. this okay can i send you a link so you can watch it now yeah all right this is it's this is one of my favorite things uh hold on here okay this is amazing 102 take two ah the french <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence <laughs> There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So, Paul Masson. 102, take three. Action, please. Take three. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California <laughs> champagne by Paul Masson. He's so rattled. Inspired by that same French excellence, 
fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson soup. <laughs> I'd love to know what they're telling him in between takes. Isn't that amazing? He I, reminds me of, um, do you know Brian Blessed? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched the uh, Flash Gordon again, like the 80s one. Gordon's and, alive. And uh, Flash Gordon is there, and uh, Brian Blessed's the... Can you hear that quote when he says, Gordon's alive! Are you capable of hearing it and not hearing... Flash! That song is amazing. But that fucking... Oh, man. That Orson Welles thing, man, is... That brings me so much joy just because of his bizarre... Like, I just love the, the French, the you, you must, French you must know you, you must know Ollie Reed as well, Oliver Reed. Um, does he, does so he do it? Is there a similar thing? So Oliver Reed was, 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 um, he was in Gladiator. He was the, uh, he was like, um, Russell Crowe's slave owner who then sets him free. And he, he's like the fat kind of guy with the goatee. And he, he famously died during the filming of Gladiator. And it was like one of those instances where they used a bit of sl- sleight of hand and CGI to kind of, um, make him appear like he was in, in a shot where, like, which they had to do a scene that, like, he'd already died. And they, like, fabricated in a shot from another scene and put him in. But he, he was a famous, famous drinker and he he actually went to the same school as me and um he he's there's a classic like um talk show where he turns up pissed on the stage and it's brilliant because he just walk he walks out onto the stage hold he's even walks onto the stage with a glass like a total boss and he just he's just got that he looks a bit like Orson Welles he's got that kind of yes I'm drunk hello yeah (laughs) Uh, I can't I can't remember what takes place but um he was an absolutely legendary drinker we, we, that's the thing with Brits do well. We do we do produce a lot of legendary piss artists, don't we? Like we've got Peter O'Toole, um, Ollie Reed. Peter O'Toole was a massive drunk, wasn't he? <laughs> I love the idea calling him piss artists. Is awesome. Did you not heard piss artists? No, before? that's new for me. It's it's actually a little bit of a dated. Like, it's something that somebody like my my parents' generation would would say. But yeah, piss artist. Hey man, listen, we're gonna we're gonna listen to another song. Yeah, this is a this is a track uh, by Droid Bishop that I really dig and it's a little track called Days of the Running Man by Droid Bishop
And that was Days of the Running Man by Droid Bishop. I'm still with Sunglasses Kid. We're talking about famous drunk actors. The Running Man. Yeah. I love fucking... <laughs> whoa! Whoa! The French! Uh, and it's made by Paul Masson. And the same French excellence. <laughs> fucking, I love that fucking thing so much. It oh. makes me so happy. Oh man, if you came over to England, people like him, like seriously, that there you there are people like him in pubs all over the UK. <laughs> it's it's when you meet a posh pissed person that it's brilliant. They're they're the best. They are so good. What I love when these things turn up though is just like wow, like how drunk he was. And on set, like that's the day that they're gonna shoot and he just doesn't give a shit. It's it's the thing that's fascinated me about about actors who um who uh, are famous Hellraisers, and they always tell whenever they tell a story. This is an observation I made. I think I was watching someone like um, uh, Anthony Hopkins talking about about his. There's another Brit who's who was who's a massive drunk, wasn't he? And Anthony Hopkins was telling some story about how he woke up in it, it, their their worst day of their life. I always think sounds like the normal person's best day of their life. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like if it happened to you, this would be the greatest day of your life. They're like, you know, like I, I, I woke up in a hotel, man. I had a shotgun and a bottle of, you know, tequila and a couple of hookers and a midget and like, fucking Robert De Niro was playing pool on my, my, my this some model's ass or something. And that's when I realized I had to stop drinking. If that happened <laughs> okay. to you, if that happened to you, you'd be like telling that shit every day for the rest of your life. If this is the greatest day of my life. It wasn't the worst day of your life. It'd be the best day of your life. <laughs> and they always they always wake up in another country and I'm like when you say you woke up like like Anthony Hopkins I'm serious I, 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 in an interview I seriously went he went you know I'd been I'd been drinking te- so, so much tequila uh, um, <laughs> what accent is that I've been drinking so much tequila and I woke up in Mexico and I'm like but but how did you how did you get to Mexico yeah. do you do you like these famous people have PAs like assistants who knowingly like book them flights to Mexico whilst they're off their fucking face like okay Anthony you seem quite paralytic let's get you to Mexico or does Anthony Hopkins book his own flight to Mexico whilst completely paralytic and then can't remember because I can't book a flight when I'm fucking sober yeah (laughs) it was a different time man I know but how 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 does it work? I love those stories, though. I'll just tell you, what I love is when you're giving your example of what a crazy night is. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you said was playing pool off someone's ass, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like something... They're always, they're always, like... They've always involved, like... It's like Hunter S. Thompson or whatever. They always involve, like, a handgun. Wait, what? But Hunter S. Thompson was, like, a crazy gun guy. Like He was, but, but all these stories involve, like, hookers, guns, hotel rooms... <laughs> and and that's the day they realised they had to stop drinking. And I'd be like, that's the day I'd fucking take up drink based on that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that a bad day? I don't think they think they really mean it's a bad day. They just want it. They want. They know they can't tell that story to you, like as the interviewer. They're like they're, they're these A-listers. They know Sean Penn or whoever is like, I can't go on like parkinson and say hey yeah i fucking woke up i got wasted with all these hookers he can't tell it like and show, be showing off about it because he knows it's bad yeah so he 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 like he masks it he see like 
smuggles it in as a story of um, I'm sober now because like yeah man there was this time that like, but that's I when people get clever it. like they still get to uh, enjoy the the reaction from their crazy story but they're that's not crazy I mean. anymore so they're sort of they're cheating yeah they're, yeah, they're cheating just come out I'd love to see that's why I loved Charlie Sheen when he went mental because he was just fucking telling it like it was you know he was like you know I was you know taking Carter ounces of cocaine banging them and that's how I roll because yeah, I mean I love you know? again I know it's like when it, it was cool for a moment it was funny and then everyone got all like concerned and stuff but his interview is still one of the most enjoyable things I've ever it's seen it's amazing and what I love about it is he keeps challenging her and he's like you know there's there, uh, yeah I'm doing it what are you gonna do about it no I'm fine I'm fine I'm just you know I just I just take massive amounts of drugs and I and drink and I can handle it because yeah. I'm me I'm Charlie Sheen whereas like these other a- a- actors would be like oh yeah 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 I did that but it was bad and now I'm sober and it's like well at least Sheen's kind of making it sound cool yeah and being <laughs> being, un- being unashamedly like cool about it I love Sheen. On my old tapes, I found actually some old Charlie Sheen interviews, too, when I was digitizing all my old VHSs, because I have old, like, Conan O'Briens from the 90s and stuff. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Charlie was pretty funny back in that time, too. Like, he was still... Like, that was before he went insane, but you still knew, like, he had the party lifestyle or whatever, and, like, his appearances were pretty good on that, too. I don't even know if if he was crazy. He seems pretty... He seemed pretty sort of compass with the things he was saying and doing it's like he was saying stuff that was so crazy it was too thought out it was too funny you do, you're trying to sneak in your fancy latin on my show and think you're gonna oh, get away what? with it the fuck is compass mentis oh so compass mentis means like um making sense so if somebody's not compass mentis it means they're they're not making any sense well you know what makes sense to me we're gonna wrap up the show Let's end on Compass Mentis. Yeah, it's been fun talking to you, Compass Mentis. We've we've had a good yeah. time today, and uh, I'm going to uh, end on a track from Future Hollow Tape called Renegade. Do you have anything you want to say? You're going to come back in a few Car- uh, Carpe Diem. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that. That's like Latin for YOLO. Yeah, is that is that your modus operandi? Oh yeah, you that's fucking uh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> you what? It's you my what? modus. It's my my modus operandi. <laughs> It's been it's been fun chatting with you, man. You too, and uh, joining me on the show. And uh, I have literally no idea what we just talked about. Uh, not much, but uh, we'll. <laughs> All right, man. It's been fun talking to you. You That's too. the end of the show, guys. We are going to uh, fade out with uh, future hollow tape and track called Renegade. And I will uh, talk at you guys next week. Yeah, there was a show called Renegade, wasn't there? <laughs>